Deacon Church family, Brandon Crook here, and I am so excited to get a minute to just share with you this message that God has laid on my heart. We've been in a series called Blessed, Not Stressed. Last week, we talked about running on empty. We're actually going to continue that talk into part two today. So get ready. Running on empty. Part two starts right now. Hey, before I get started, just remember, subscribe to this channel, like and share the content, and let us know what God's doing in your life. Maybe drop a comment below. Let us know things that maybe you want us to talk about. Let us know what God is speaking to you about. And if this content really impacts your life, maybe share it with somebody. We would absolutely love to continue getting the message, getting the gospel of Jesus out to those who need to hear it. So today, Running on Empty Part 2. I'm going to recap for a minute. We're going to go back to last week's scripture and kind of carry that into this week. John chapter 4, verse 13. It says, Everyone who drinks this water will thirst, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Let's pray before we get started. Father, right now we lift your name up and we thank you for this message. I pray over everyone watching, God, that you will impact their life right now, today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. So remember this whole story. This is the, the woman at the well. Jesus has a conversation with her that completely alters her world, changes her life. She comes in drawing water, wanting to draw water. It's noon, it's hot, she's alone. Obviously there's something going on because she's not with others. She's trying to maybe avoid people. Jesus knows this woman's heart. Jesus, obviously the Messiah, he uh, he knows the future. And so he understands this woman coming and, and her hurt. Jesus rarely reveals who he is and actually tells people he's the Messiah in God's word. But this is one of those passages. This is one of those conversations where he actually says, I am this one that everyone talks about. I am the Messiah. It rocks this woman's world because she's been hurting for so long. This woman has been searching for love in all the wrong places. This woman has been running to, to people to fill her emptiness, running to relationships to fill her emptiness. She's been married several times. She's living with somebody. And Jesus says, that's not the way to quench your thirst. That's not the way to, to go about life. That's not the way to fill your life up. What I give never runs out. What I give is ultimately the source itself. It's the source of life and it, it gives you eternal life when you have a relationship with me. This woman discovers this. And in this conversation, she is changed forever. What I love is if you continue reading this passage, what takes place next is unbelievable. It really shows the power of God and really shows what what God can do in somebody's heart because she experiences the love of Jesus in that moment. And then she actually runs back into the city. The scripture actually says she, she left her water there at the well, ran back into town and she tells everyone about this conversation. She tells everyone that she's met Jesus, that come see the man who told me everything about my life. She's so overjoyed and overwhelmed having experienced Jesus that so many other people end up 
getting to meet Jesus as well, and their lives were changed forever. Ultimately, God used her life, someone who was running from God, somebody who was running to the world. God used her and her life, filled her life up, had grace, showed her love and mercy. And then because of the impact he made on her, she runs back and makes an impact on the city. Jesus ends up coming there and a bunch of people came to know God. It's an incredible story and really so revealing to how God wants to use, I think, you and me in this world that we live in today. So many people feel the need to express themselves and just you know, stand in their, in their world, on their stages, on their podium, stand on their, on, you know, uh, in their, their cafeteria room, in their gymnasium. And it's like, they have to have some big circle of people and they're, they're sharing the gospel. You don't have to be a preacher to share the gospel. You don't have to be a preacher to make a difference in this world. You know, so many people on social media, they're sharing content and they're, they're sharing opinions and they're, they're saying, this is the right way. This is the right way. You know, they're arguing about all these ridiculous things that honestly, I don't think God really gives a rip about because when it comes down to it, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through him. And when you experience his authentic love, his authentic grace, something really does shift. You don't have to run around and point fingers. You don't have to run around and condemn people. You don't have to run around and say, I'm better than you. No, it's the love of Jesus in your life that others will actually see and experience. And ultimately, because of that, they will know the truth because of the way that you're living your life. Too many people right now feel like they have to jump up on their stage and share their message. But I think really God's like, I just want to use you. I just want to use you loving your neighbor. I want to use you being authentic and real, living separate from the world. I want to use you turning away from sinful things and, and reflecting me and my glory. I love this passage of scripture so much because it kind of reveals that authentic side of how Jesus can use just a regular, ordinary person who has no ambition of being some person to go give a TED talk or be a pastor. This is just a normal person, in fact, running from God who ends up finding Jesus. And so many came to know the faith. What she discovered that day was the source. And so many people are still searching for the source of life, the source to fill this emptiness in their life. They're running to relationships. They're running to the bar. They're running to drugs. They're running to meditation. They're running to rocks and crystals and all of these things to try to fill this emptiness inside when Jesus is saying, I am the source. When you fill up with me, it, it's like a spring inside that never runs dry because I am the source. Have you ever, I don't know, poured yourself a glass of Coke and like, you know, you, you pour it really fast. You're not really paying attention. You pour it to the top, but what happens, the foam continues to expand and <laughs> it overflows, right? And you, you look down and it's just pouring out of your glass all over your countertop and you're, you know, oh man, you know, grabbing napkins and stuff. Or maybe you've poured yourself another drink uh, you know, and maybe you were watching TV or you were talking to somebody, not really watching the glass as you were pouring into it. And so next thing you know, as you're, as you've got the picture and you're, you're pouring water into this glass, you look down and it's at the very top and it's overflowing. I find it very interesting with, with Jesus saying that he is, he is the source saying that a relationship with him is like a spring inside that never runs 
dry. I find it interesting because if God wants to fill your life, if Jesus wants to fill your life, then why are there so many dry Christians running around in this world? Why are there so many lukewarm, dried up Christians when all they have to do is allow the filling love, power, grace, and mercy of Jesus Christ to come into their life? Why do they choose to run on empty? See, when you're running on empty, you really can't make a difference. When you're running on empty, all you're focused on is survival, not even productivity. When you're running on empty, you're doing everything you can to just get out of bed, much less you can't even think about trying to actually make a difference. What if people actually were filling up inside? What if people were actually taking the time to allow Jesus to fill their life, waking up in the morning saying, God, I give you praise. I give you glory. Thank you for this day. I worship you. Fill my life today. I know I'm going to run into some crazy people. I know I got to go to a secular job with a boss who doesn't like me and, and a boss who says things that are hurtful. So God, I need you to, to fill my life up right now in the name of Jesus so that I can have your strength and your power to, to show grace and love and to not just storm out of a room, to not just be angry all the time. Why are there so many people that are choosing to run on empty when God says, I'm right here to fill your life? See, when we allow God to fill our life, it's one thing to just have a glass that's full. It's another thing to have a glass that's over full or yet overflowing. See, I believe when the glass is full, that's like our life filled up. But to truly make a difference and to truly make an impact and for others to truly see Jesus inside, we need more than just a full glass. We need a life that is overflowing in the presence of Jesus. So it's one thing to fill your glass to the top. It's another thing to keep on filling. Let it come all the way up to the top and then overflow. Because I believe it's in the overflow It's in the things that are spilling out that people are noticing, and that's what's making a difference in this world. I had a person one time tell me, which is so funny because I was working at this job, literally folding clothes. It was a retail job in a store, folding clothes, hanging up clothes, and this person walks right behind me, turns around, and she literally says, "Um, I I can see God all over you. You know, I was kind of like, you know, taken for a second thinking, you know, hey, thank you so much. I guess that's a compliment. But we kind of laughed because she she looked right at me and she said, man, I see God all over you. The power of God is on you. What was that that, that she felt? What was that that she saw? I mean, obviously she was a believer, but she felt the presence of God just as she walked by me. I am no God. I am not the Messiah. Trust me, I am flawed. I am imperfect. But what she found and what she felt was the overflow. What she felt was God's presence in my life, the way that I was living, literally just folding clothes in a retail store. It was the overflow that she felt. I believe it's the overflow in your life that's going to get you through those hard times. It's the overflow in your life that's going to get your family saved. It's the overflow in your life that's going to help people see Jesus everywhere you go. You don't have to keep reposting and sharing and telling people on Instagram and Facebook and 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 going to this church and trying to do this. You know, people get timid and shy when you say, "Are you witnessing?" You can be a witness without even opening your mouth. You can be a witness 
by the way that you're living your life. So when God fills you and pours into you, here's what you have to do. If you're in a crew right now, this is a great discussion for you. Don't stop filling up. How many times do people go to church and think that that will solve the problems for the entire week? How many times do people you know, go to church, go to, to, to worship, and they, you know, oh God, I praise you, thank you, Phil, you know, they're, they're worshiping, they're praying, the pastor's preaching, amen, pastor, preach it, and then Monday goes by, Tuesday goes by, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday goes by, they haven't prayed, they haven't read their Bible yet, and, and they expect Sunday to be kind of the one-stop shop to fill them back up, when God's like, dude, you don't need that to fill your life. Church is imperative for people. Community is so important, but you don't need that to be your one-stop shop, your weekly gas station fill-up. No, every single day, God wants to fill you anew and afresh every morning, every evening, every afternoon. You don't even have to stop praying throughout your day. You can have a conversation with Jesus in the morning, go about your day, pick up that conversation when you're driving to your next destination for lunch. And and in between meetings, you can say, God, I thank you. God, fill my life. God, continue giving me strength. We have to operate out of the overflow. This world will not change if Christians continue to, to just run on empty, to be dried up, and to expect church to be their solution. We gotta get past that. Jesus met this woman at the well in a city that Jews didn't even go to. And Jesus said, I've got to go there. I've got to go through Samaria because we have an encounter to have, we have to have an encounter. This, this has to happen so that these people in Samaria, this crowd, this community can know that I'm here and know my love and know my saving grace. Because if we were to just avoid it and go around it, we would not be able, and these people would not be able to be filled. How many things are you avoiding because of fear? How many things are you avoiding because you are scared of what people will think of you? How many things are you avoiding because you are living in fear? When God says, I need you to go through this so that I can use you to make an impact and make a difference. God is not gonna lead you somewhere that you can't go. God is not gonna tell you to do something and not equip you to do it. God wants you to go places. God wants to use you in the good times and the bad times and those ugly seasons because he wants to make an impact through your life, but you can't make an impact when you're running on empty. You've gotta allow God to fill your life today. You've gotta allow God to, to, to pour into you a fresh and a new anointing, a fresh and a new grace, a fresh and a new love so that the overflow out of your life changes the hearts and lives of people. People are looking. They are hungry right now for an answer to the problems that they are facing. They are so desperate to find something to help them and heal them and just show them the way. And when somebody comes in who says, I don't have all the answers, I'm not a perfect person, trust me, I sin, I fail, but I have a relationship with my creator. I have a relationship with Jesus who fills my life and this emptiness that you have can be filled right now, right here, today, just by letting his love in your life, just by surrendering your life to Jesus. That's all that people need to hear. And yet, 
we have so many running around trying to act like Christians, trying to act a certain way, trying to be somebody that they're not when God's like, I've got to use you the way that I created you. I want to pour into you. I want to bless you. I want to fill you. Is God like knocking at your door right now? Maybe you're running on empty. You know, last week was really about this particular woman and how God filled her life. This week is about how when God fills your life, he preps you and prepares you to really make a difference. But here's the catch. We can't just operate out of a filled up, a full heart, a filled up glass. I believe it's the overflow that makes a difference. You know, I find it funny and annoying because our computers, everyone is on a laptop now. And the thing about a laptop is they're very useful when they're charged. They're very useful when they've been plugged in and their battery is on full, right? But when you decide to unplug your laptop, maybe because you are moving about, maybe you're going somewhere, you're working out at the coffee shop, whatever, you don't have your charger with you, the life in that battery is going to slowly run out. Little by little by little, it's gonna slowly run out. And I find it so annoying because usually right when I'm in the middle of writing uh, you know, something down or I'm in the middle of, of a very busy moment, I am, you know, researching something or whatever it could be, you know, or I'm just talking to somebody. My laptop gives me the warning that it's about to shut off because the battery life is almost empty. And so I have to save all my projects. I, I have to stop what I'm doing, stop editing, whatever the case is, and either wait until I get home or if I have the charger cable with me, what do we have to do? Plug it in. What do we have to do? We've got to take the, the second that it's gonna take, plug in our cord to the power source, then plug it into the laptop so that the laptop, the computer can begin to be recharged. Our life works the same way, even in a relationship with Jesus. Some Christians and some people, listen, I'm guilty myself. We get filled up with God. We go to a conference. We go to a camp. We're going to church. We see, we just feel like we see Jesus in the moment. We get so full, but then the week begins to deplete us. Monday comes and Tuesday happens and Wednesday something goes down. Thursday, you know, we mess up, we sin, we feel bad, we feel guilty. And it's like our batteries of life, our, our battery of our heart begins to run dry, begins to be depleted. And by the end of the week, it's like our mind and our body is, is giving us that warning. Things are about to shut down if you don't plug back in. You feel fatigued, you maybe feel more anxious, you feel very worried. What if we decided what if you made the conscious decision like right now, today, to not unplug from the source? A lot of people will pray, God, you know, in the midst of their problem, where are you, God? Where have you been? Why have you left? And I think God is looking at that, that conversation and he's going, wait a minute, I've been here the whole time. Where were you? Where were you when times were hard? Where were you when I wanted to fill your life? You were out trying to, to solve your own problems. God wants to, to fix things and help you right here today. What if you decided, what if we decided to allow Jesus, the source, to stay plugged into Jesus, to, to stay filled up with Jesus? What if we didn't connect the cable? What if we didn't unplug? What if we didn't try to run 
by ourselves, but we stay connected and stay plugged in to Jesus, what would happen is we would stay filled up. We would stay consistent. We would have strength. That doesn't mean we would be perfect. That doesn't mean that life would become perfection for us. That doesn't even mean we wouldn't sin or be tempted. Life will still happen. Things will happen. You still might mess up, but when I'm plugged into the source, when I'm plugged into the almighty power, the strength, the one who's filling my life up, I know exactly what I need to do in the moments that it's hard. I need to stop, I need to pray, I need to allow the fullness of God to continue to fill and and change and shape my life. You can be filled up right here, right now, today. And just like this amazing woman who was running on empty, trying to fill her life, she had an incredible encounter with Jesus. He fills her life with grace and love. And then the overflow is what got her city saved. She runs into the city. She's so filled up and excited to say, I met Jesus, the Messiah, the one who everybody's been talking about. I met him, it's real, it's the truth. He's changed my life, he wants to change your life. And that same healing power, that same grace and love and mercy is here today. And Jesus is knocking on the door of many people saying, let me in, let me in, I wanna fill you, I wanna fill you. Many turn him away, many shut him out, many say, no, I've got my life under control. But I wanna invite you to open the door of your heart and let God fill you today. Listen to these few scriptures. Psalms 23.1 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. Psalms 107.9 says, for he satisfies a longing soul, he fills the hungry soul with good. God wants to fill you up. God wants to change you. God wants to shape you. God wants to mold you. Listen, when you operate out of the overflow, it shows. It comes out in your work. It comes out in your speech. It comes out in your relationships. It comes through. It shows in your family. And that's the overflow. That's the power. That's the love of Jesus that flows through you. And others can see that and look at you and go, man, they have something that I need in my life. Are you running on empty right now? Is your life, do you feel like you're all dried up, maybe in the desert place right now and you feel like, ah, I've been trying to solve problems on my own. I've been trying to fill my life with other things. And you're right, I am empty and I do need God to fill my life. Look, we're gonna take care of this thing right now and I'm gonna pray for you and I want you to surrender and I want you to allow Jesus to fill your life. Maybe you are are not a believer, you haven't had a relationship with Jesus, but you feel God knocking at your door, or maybe you have had a relationship with Jesus and you say, I've been running on empty and I need him to refill my life. Let's do this. Let's take care of this today because you don't have to stay dried up. You don't have to run on empty anymore. So let me pray for you right here, right now, today. And if you want to surrender your life to Jesus or you want to allow him to fill you up, whether you're sitting in a small group in a crew with your friends right now, or maybe you're at home, you can, you can bow your head, you can close your eyes, you can lift your hands, you can worship, you can do whatever you feel like you need to do to connect with God in this moment. But I'm just going to believe and pray right now for you that God's going to fill your life today. So God, we thank you for this amazing, amazing person, God, who has been just running through life. God, incredibly fast, and they need you to fill them up. Father, right now, for the person that is running on empty, for the person that feels dry, for the person that feels so far away from you, I pray you will meet them right there where they are 
and fill their life. Just like the woman at the well who was empty, looking for love in all the wrong places. I pray that, I pray that your grace and your love will fill them up today, right here, right now, today. Fill them up, not just to the very top, but fill them up to the point of where it's overflowing in their life so that God, you can use them and make a difference through them. Jesus, we allow your presence into our life. We allow you to fill us up. We, we plug into you the source right here, right now, today. And I pray over this amazing person that you will put a hedge of protection around them and that you will fill their life. God, we will give you the praise. We will give you all the thanks and honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Man, come on. I know that you feel full right now. I know that God is pouring into your life. So continue letting him do so. Wake up every single day, refill, refresh, grab a glass of Jesus, if you know what I mean, and, and allow him to fill your life all the time, every day, and watch the amount of strength and energy he gives you. Watch the difference that begins to happen around you. People are gonna notice a difference in your life. So, hey, we love you. Thank you so much for watching this content. Can't wait for next week, so tune back in, and we'll see you later.